This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3531 for Monday the 14th of February 2022. Today's show is entitled, Barrier, Software KVM. It is hosted by Windigo, and is about 17 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, a brief introduction to the Barrier Software KVM. This is editing Windigo. Uh, recording Windigo was a little bit sleepy and confused when he recorded this episode. But we are short on shows in HPR right now, so I'm going to just upload it anyways, but I wanted to add a couple disclaimers before I do so. First being, I don't know why I kept saying rotary encoder, but I was actually talking about a rotary switch. Uh, you can find them on uh, electric components website but um whenever i say rotary encoder in this episode uh just ignore me and put rotary switch in its place the second is uh, i discuss a little bit about controversies in the release of synergy 2.0 i should probably at a uh, hefty pinch of salt disclaimer that I don't have any connections to Simless. I only knew what I knew from reading their blogs and uh, posts around the time. And I have a terrible memory. I'm not sure if I'm a credible witness. So I could be getting things very wrong. They still seem to be doing very well as a company. So um, uh, I would just say that I wouldn't let my recollection put you off of using their product either. So with that, please excuse the incorrectness of this episode and enjoy, I hope. Hello, this is Windigo. I'm recording a episode about the network KVM called Barrier. So first of all, I should probably start with what is a KVM? Uh, the acronym KVM stands for Keyboard, Video, and Mouse, and a KVM is a uh, device or piece of software that lets you share a single keyboard and mouse, and in some cases a uh, monitor, with several devices. The oldest instance of a KVM I've encountered was a uh, data switch, which is this little beige metal box enclosure with a giant rotary dial on the front and it could have two two you know i think eight was the largest i've ever seen but it has two to eight selectors that you can manually turn this rotary encoder to select and that would allow you to plug a single set of input devices and a monitor for output into this KVM box and you could select which of your devices the uh, keyboard, mouse, and video signals were connecting to. And I actually took one of these apart and it's just as simple as it could be. The rotary switch is just a connector for a huge set of wires that go to each of the ports on the back. So you would have a single set of ports 
for the keyboard, mouse, and monitor connections, and then each of the other one or two to however many ports would be patch cables that would go to your devices. So if you had it selected to the first set of ports and you typed on your keyboard, it would go through the keyboard cables into the KVM and out through the patch cables to the first device. And if you changed the switch to the second device, it would disconnect the first device and reconnect it mechanically to the second device. So that would, that would have all your keyboard and mouse input. There have been many improvements to hardware KVMs since. Um, they're very popular in server rooms where you can have a whole number of servers sharing a single terminal, usually a rack-mounted one, um, that makes maintenance a lot easier than if, if you need to physically connect to a machine. So that's a hardware KVM. A software KVM is the same thing, but without physical connections. There's no, there's no hardware involved. It uses applications on each of the devices. One X is a server, and one is the rest are clients, and it sends your mouse movements, your keystrokes, through the network. The software-based KVM I use is named Barrier. It's a, a piece of free software, and it's actually a fork of a fork. Barrier started out as a uh, product called Synergy, which is a commercialized version of the Cosmo Synergy software, which is written by Chris Schoenemann. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, so apologies to Chris if I've ruined your last name. Um, Synergy is actually the first time I encountered a software KVM, and I've uh, purchased a license to it. I used it for years. Uh, it's, it's good software. Uh, I don't have any problem with the Synergy uh, product, but they had a rocky approach to the 2.0 version of Synergy. They were adding a bunch of features. Um, I think they were trying to get around some of the networking issues because it's a network-based piece of software. Um, you run into the same kind of issues as getting any software to communicate on a network. If there's NAT involved or if you're trying to travel over the internet, things can get dicey. Um, I've never attempted something like that, but I think Synergy 2 was adding features to address things like that. They had a, a cloud element and it might have stored settings in the cloud. I, I didn't get to that point. Um, before I needed to use Synergy again, I found the Barrier Project, which is, um, well, I should back up. Uh, Synergy is run by a company called Simless, in case you're interested. Uh, like I said, I've had nothing but good experiences with Synergy, but I found uh, Barrier, which is a fork of Synergy 1.9, and uh, the purpose of their project is to keep a smaller, simpler feature set. I don't use a lot of the extra features that they would be adding in Synergy, and Barrier is packaged for most of the distributions that I use. I think, I'm not sure if Synergy is or not, but Barrier suits all of my needs, and Simless already got my money, so I don't feel too bad about abandoning them. And I should, I should clarify, I think Synergy is still open source based. It's just a commercial product that they, um, 
they charge for distributing pre-compiled binaries and things like that. Uh, perfectly above board as far as I can tell. I never had a problem with them um, hiding features behind a paywall or anything. But either way, I ended up switching to Barrier because it suits my needs and is prepackaged for all the distros I use. Um, it's worked out very well so far. So I say distributions, but Barrier is a cross-platform piece of software. Uh, there are some limitations, but it runs on Windows, it runs on Macintosh, um, they do not currently support 32-bit, so I don't believe you can run it on a Raspberry Pi, but I've also never tried. I could be incorrect. It does come available in Snap packages, which is nice, and even if they don't prepackage it for your distribution or it's not in the repositories, you could always install it as a Snap if you wanted to use it on uh, something that supported Snap packages. So out of the box, Barrier comes with two components when you install it. There is the core application that does all the uh, KVM functionality, and there is a graphical utility that you can use to configure the core application. I have always used the graphical utility to configure things, but there is supposedly also a way where you can write your own configuration files if you don't want to do anything interactively. You can write a configuration file and then provide that to the core application and it'll run just fine. But I use the graphical utility because it's simple and familiar. With the graphical utility, you get to pick whether the computer you're working on is the server, which would have the mouse and keyboard connected to it, or if it's the client, which means it's another networked computer that can receive keyboard and mouse input from the server. And when you get it set up, it works almost like network-based multiple monitors. Your mouse can ride right up to the edge of the screen, and as soon as it touches that edge, Barrier transfers it to the next configured computer on that side through the graphical configuration tool or probably through the configuration files you have to orient each client at uh, relative to the server so for instance when I use it at my desk I have my work computer on the right hand side and I have my personal computer on the left hand side and my work computer has my mechanical keyboard connected to it so that gets to be the server. When you're configuring the server, you configure all of the orientations so the server gets to pick where the clients are respective to itself. So on the server, I say that my personal laptop is to the left of it so that when I go off of the left-hand side of my screen, my input gets shifted over to my personal computer and it uses screen names to configure this relative positioning. I named my personal computer its host name and you can and I configured the server to put it put a client with that host name on the left hand side. Clients are much simpler. They get to declare their screen name and the server IP. It can use 
raw IP4 addresses. I haven't tried it with raw IP version 6, but it can also use DNS entries. And once you have it set up, you can use the same set of input devices across however many devices you have. There is an upper limit, I think. <laughs> I think the limit for Synergy said 15. I can't imagine getting to that point myself, but if you're in a network operation center or something with multiple machines running different displays, I could see how it would be applicable. So this sounds all well and good, but you're also transmitting all of your keystrokes over a network connection, which raises some pretty obvious security concerns. So one of the things they do to mitigate this is they transmit everything using SSL. So your your keystrokes and traffic is encrypted. I don't know how verac voraciously they do this. I'm not sure how secure their model is, but it's safe enough that I'm comfortable enough using it on my LAN. I don't know if I would use it across the internet. I, I can't imagine a scenario where I would need to use it across the internet, but I'm sure someone has a use case out there. Uh, Barrier, even though it's got a pretty stripped-down feature set, does support a couple quote-unquote features. Uh, it obviously will transmit your keystrokes and mouse movements. It supports clipboard sharing so that you can copy on one device and paste on another. Uh, I have not configured this because I don't, I don't uh, see myself using that kind of thing, but I also have two very different devices that just happen to be sharing keyboard and mouse. But if you want, you can try and configure that. And it also supports drag and drop files transfers, supposedly. Again, I'm using this with two different devices, so I've never configured that. But if you're using uh, two separate machines, one for development, one for testing. I could see how that would be convenient. Just not something that I've done. I don't do drag and drop file stuff in general, but whatever floats your boat. If that's, if that's something that's gonna simplify your workflow, then awesome. Uh, speaking of simplifying your workflow, I've used Barrier and Synergy before it for some very convenient, almost magical feeling computer uses. It's it's one of those technologies that is just it's just very useful in very specific circumstances. So the first time I started using it, I was at uh, a job in an IT department and we had a Nagios box. And the Nagios box was across the room so that everyone could see it but it didn't make it very convenient if we needed to, say, reload the page or click on a host to find out what had happened. So we installed Synergy, and I could control it from my desktop. Also, very fun way to prank people. I don't condone that sort of thing because I'm much more mature than that these days, but it does remind me a little bit of the days of yore when there were certain network administration tools that would get into the hands of school children and we would use them in the computer lab to mess with people. But uh, again, I don't condone these kind of behaviors, but the possibility is there if you would like to partake. Uh, I've also used this when I've had two separate 
machines on my desk. I had a Linux machine and a Windows device um, side by side. It seems silly to have two keyboards and two mice. And in fact, it's dangerous to have that because you can start typing on a keyboard expecting it to go to one computer and have it accidentally uh, sending keystrokes and key combinations to the wrong machine, which can be potentially very, very dangerous. Granted, you still get that a little bit with Barrier, and in fact, there have been times when I've tried to type uh, something on my personal computer and end up starting to dump something into a terminal on my work computer, or vice versa, but I find it's much easier to keep track of when there's only a single set of input devices. So Barrier is something I always keep in my toolbox uh, for very specific occasions. I don't think it's super widely applicable, but when it's applicable, it's very nice. It could save you from having to buy a hardware KVM, which are pretty pricey if you want to get into some of the more uh, fancy ones with multiple connections. It also has the advantage of being able to use whatever hardware or whatever computers are kicking around as servers. It's It doesn't take lots of resources. It really just needs an internet connection. Uh, you should probably have it on a wired internet connection for latency reasons, but it will work on just about anything as long as you're patient. So I hope this provides someone with some help. I've uh, been able to introduce at least one other person to this software at a Linux user group meeting, and it's it certainly is very very convenient when it when it's convenient. <laughs> You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.